I decided to run my first marathon. And I trained for it and I had a great time. Training was awesome. And I was so excited for the marathon. And I hated it. This one's radio episode 756 starts in three, two, Welcome back to Diz Runs Radio, where I talk with runners from all corners of the running world about running, life, and everything in between. I'm your host, Denny Cray, and it's just about time to head out the door for an easy run and a great conversation. So if you're ready, then I'm ready. Let's get started. Hey guys, uh, real quick before we dive into today's episode, just want to let you know that signups for the Diz Days of Summer are still ongoing, at least as of the release of this episode. Today's episode goes out on 29 July 2019, and the Diz Days of Summer Virtual Challenge does not begin until August 11th, and you can sign up uh, right up until it's it wraps up, quite honestly. Um, and, and I'll even let you sign up probably a little bit even after that if you want to get in. But if you're listening to this, and it's still, you know, August-ish of 2019, and you want to get in, get uh, s- some some crazy stuff. The, the medal is ridiculous. Um, your boy is on, on the medal, which is still something that I can't quite wrap my head around. Um, but, uh, y- you know, you set the challenge. The, w- the way this works, in case you're unaware, you set the challenge. You decide what you want to do. Could be running-related. Could be miles. Could be um, number of days. W- whatever it is totally up to you. Could also be something that's tangentially related to running. Could be something about how many meals you cook during the challenge instead of, you know, cutting back maybe on some restaurant meals and, and doing some cooking yourself. Could be yoga related. Could be cross training. Could be sleep. Wh- whatever it is, you, whatever it is that you need to work on, whatever something is that uh, running or otherwise that's going to help you improve your running in the coming months and years, um, that's what the challenge is all about. You challenging yourself to do better um, and in doing so, you're supporting, obviously, yourself, but you're also supporting the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, which is um, the where all the proceeds of the virtual challenge go. So you sign up, you, you pick your challenge, you do the thing, you get the medal, uh, you also get a, a virtual swag bag with lots of stuff. We're talking about over $150 worth of products. Um that are like legit digital products from running coaches, personal trainers, nutrition people, um, anybody and everybody that I could call in a favor for uh, that was willing to kick in, they're kicking in. And so we got all kinds of good stuff. There might even be uh, an audiobook that makes itself available that is currently and for the foreseeable future unavailable anywhere else that goes by the title of Be Ready on Race Day. So if you want me to read my book to you, which, gosh, I sound kind of like a douche saying that, I think. But if that's what you want, you can get that. The only place you can get that is by signing up, supporting the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, supporting the fight against a couple different types of cancer, um, and you know, helping helping raise money for the cause, have a little good time while you're doing it. So uh, the Diz Days of Summer, the way to get signed up, the way to get registered, dizruns.com slash D-D-O-S. That's Delta Delta Oscar Sierra. And now let's go ahead and dive in to today's episode of the show. Gotcha. So uh, before we actually dive into the show, 
Uh, just want to let you know there were a couple of spots in this uh, conversation where the, the connection really was uh, hit and miss. And so uh, th- there's a few spots where it was kind of blipping at a pretty quick and short interval, and, and you can totally still understand the flow of the conversation. So I just left those in. So so please bear with me through those couple of those little spots. There was also a couple of spots where I really um, ended up chunking out 40, 50 seconds, a minute uh, worth of, of what Pamela was, was talking about. Um, just because it was so bad, it was, it was completely, uh, unsalvageable or insalvageable, whatever the right way of saying it is. And so if it feels like the conversation jumped a little bit, I tried to make it as seamless as possible. You may not even notice it. Although now that I'm bringing it to your attention, you might pay attention for it. But, uh, if, if you notice those spots, that's why there was nothing, nothing sensitive or nothing uh, crazy that I was trying to cut out. Uh, it was just a matter of, you know, the tech tech giveth and sometimes the tech taketh away. So uh, thanks for bearing with me. And now officially, here is today's episode of the show. Hey guys, uh, today's guest is a woman that uh, recently came upon my radar after she finished a 161 mile run in honor of service women that have lost their lives while serving our country since 9-11. Uh, after reading a couple of articles about her run and kind of some, some of her story, uh, I definitely reached out to see if we could maybe line up a time to chat on the show and... Here we are. So uh, without any further ado, it's definitely an honor to be able to welcome United States Marine Corps veteran Pamela Torres to the show. Uh, thank you for your service, Pamela, and uh, thanks for joining us and welcome to the show. Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, certainly. The, the pleasure is, is certainly all mine. And uh, guys, as we, as we get going today, we're going to be talking about, obviously, about the 161-mile uh, run that she did. And if you want to find out more about the organization behind that run and, and kind of follow along with with uh, other things related to that organization and what what they're doing, um, the website information for that is Valor Run One Six One Miler. So all one word: V A L O R Valor Run One Six One Miler dot org. And uh, on Twitter, you can follow the organization there and kind of stay up to date with what they have going on at Valor Run. So a little bit shorter, but all just again one word: at Valor Run. And uh, if you want the links, photos, anything like that from today's conversation, you can head over to the show notes. As always, disruns dot com slash seven five six is where we'll have everything broken down for you. The cliff's notes of the conversation, photos, links, all that good stuff. Disruns.com slash seven five six. So Pamela, the way we always start off uh, each episode of the show is uh, with a very simple question that for some people, it's a pretty easy one to answer. And for some people, um, it's really kind of a, a head scratcher to try to choose you know, one answer to this question. But uh, it's, it's always a fun place to kind of start the conversation and let things go where they may. So it's just to simply ask, what is your favorite distance to race and why? Well, this I'm on the tough end of the spectrum. Uh, <laughs> if I had to choose, I'm torn between the half marathon and the 161 miler. <laughs> Quite the uh, disparity in distances there. It is. It is. Uh, the half marathon is is awesome. It's enough to challenge you, but not quite far enough to, to really hurt you. Mm-hmm. And the 161 is just a life-changing experience. I would do it again in a heartbeat if I could. <laughs> wow. Wow. All right. Well, I, I certainly, uh, as, as I told you before we got to officially started here, we're, we're going to get into the 161 uh, quite a bit uh, as, as we go along. But uh, we'd, we'd love to maybe start a little bit uh, farther back in time. What's your, what's your running history like? Is, is running... Is, you know, is running something that you've always done? I've, I've talked to a couple of uh, former service members along the way where, you know, they got into running because of their time in the service and didn't really enjoy it then, but then started to like it maybe a, a, after they, uh, you know, got out of the service. But where did, where did running come across your radar? Uh, well, I actually, I'm really new to running. Mm-hmm. Uh, my history and portfolio is not quite as long as some other people's. Um, 
when I was on recruiting duty, a lot of my peers kind of turned to unhealthy habits. And I thank God I turned to running. I just found it as an outlet. Um, It's the one place you can go where it's acceptable to not have your phone. Mm. And I just, I fell in love with long distance instead of trying to push for time. uh, I just thought I'd challenge myself and figure out how long can I go before I have to stop. And that's kind of just how it happened. I loved it and been trying different distances since. And I don't think I would change it for the world. Gotcha. Yeah, that's. I think that's uh, something that a lot of us can relate to. That that you know, once once it kind of once running kind of gets a hold of us, it's like, wow, this is. There, there's so many so many benefits that come from it. That yeah, getting trying to then talk yourself out of it just doesn't really happen anymore. <laughs> um, yep, and it's kind of that time of day that I found that uh, you know, if I ever wanted to read a book and I couldn't quite find time, I would just download the audio book, mm-hmm. and I was killing two birds with one stone trying to learn a different language, which did give me quite a few looks as I'm talking to myself running down the road, trying to learn Spanish. And <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I, I've, I've been there before. Maybe not so much uh, l- learning the, the Spanish, but uh, I, I've, I've been guilty of, you know, laughing out loud or, uh, you know, making co- like, just t- look like I'm just talking to myself to either listen to a podcast or like you said, audio book, things like that. It's, uh, it's, you know, one of those crazy things that, that runners, other runners get, but people driving by probably have no, uh, <laughs> just think we're, we're just, they think we're crazy enough to be out there anyway, but then they, you know, see us talking to ourselves. They're really just crazy being out there. Oh, yeah. So how, how long ago did you, did yep. you get into it? I mean, like you said, it's, it's, it's kind of new ish, but are we talking, you know, months, year, uh, hopefully more than months because of the 161, but, um, you know, <laughs> how, how about, about how long? Um, honestly, only about three years. Uh, so I ran my first half marathon in 2016. Uh, before that, a 10K was the longest I'd ever run, and it was really tough for me. So I never thought about venturing past that. So I think just a little over three years ago is when I, I first kind of opened the distance door. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, and, and at that point, were you still... I know you said when you started, you were still in the in the service. But when you started getting into racing, were you were you still uh, in the Marine Corps at that point, or had you had you gotten out by then? Uh, I'm actually still in. I'm okay. actually um, still on active duty. Oh. Um, so I was on active duty at that time. Um, gotcha. Ran the Valor Run while active. So I have about three years before I retire, and that's when the the running bug I have a feeling is really going to get a hold of me. Yeah, when you when you have that that freedom to just to go and do whatever races cross your. Uh, <laughs> Across your your horizon, it's 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 all on at that point. Yes. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, sorry, I, I somehow I thought I saw somewhere that uh, you were you were retired from the service, but uh, can't can't trust what you see on the internet these days, I guess. But um, <laughs> w- when did the uh, the the military bug the the, the uh, you know the idea of joining the service when when did that uh, come into into fruition for you? Um, actually when I was in high school, um, I grew up in Rollins, Wyoming and it's mandatory for all sophomores to take the ASVAB. Mm. And so as a 15 year old kid, I was like, there is no way I'm joining the military. So I abracadabra the entire test just to get out of there. (laughs) Um, my father was military. My brother, he actually joined the service two years before I did. And he came home from a training op and the way he was talking about it and the way, you know, the friendships that he'd forged. And I just remember he was standing there ironing his uniform and the look on his face just instantly made me think I, I have to check this out. Um, so my father being air force, my brother being army, 
of course, I had to go talk to the Army and the Air Force. Right. And the Navy is not too big in Wyoming, so I actually didn't talk to any Navy recruiters. And the Marine Corps recruiters came to my high school, and I just asked them one question. I asked them, well, hey, what does your PFT consist of, the physical fitness test? And he didn't even give, give me a chance to breathe. He just told me, hey, we'll be at your house at 7. I was like, oh, oh, no. <laughs> So I called my mom full panic mode and I told her, hey, the Marines are coming over. She's like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, they came over. Um, and I think what I liked about it is they didn't promise me anything. Uh, they told me that I would be miserable and there would be more days than not that I would question what the heck have I done. But they did promise a sense of camaraderie, um, brothership and just relationships that that couldn't be forged anywhere else and that's when I knew yep this is what I'm going to do so my parents signed the permission slip and two days after I graduated high school I was on a plane headed to Paris Island to go to boot camp wow wow wait wasting no time after high school that's for sure (laughs) nope I didn't appreciate growing up in a small town and I wanted to get out of there as soon as possible but now as an adult I really miss the small town life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, like you said, getting, getting out of town, getting, getting to see some, some other places. Have you, have you, has the Marines taken you around the world, mostly around the country? Where, you know, have you been to, uh, to where have you, where have you been in the Marines? Um, well, I've done two tours in Iraq. Um, and then as far as duty stations, I've been stationed up and down the East coast, um, this will be my final tour. I'm still stationed in Virginia, so this will be the longest I've been anywhere. Mm. Um, was in Virginia Beach, now I'm in Quantico, so that'll put me about six years in one state, which is a little odd for me in my nomadic lifestyle. Um, as far as other countries, just visiting um, Ireland, Germany, Cyprus, Hawaii. So a couple places, not Super exciting, but mm. a lot of different cultures. Uh, I'm a huge foodie, so I've enjoyed every bit of it. <laughs> right. What's, uh, well, so with that question, I, I suppose I can't just, you know, let that go. What, what's some of the, yeah. the best uh, places or best, uh, you know, experience, food experiences that you've had in, in some of the different places that you've been, especially the, the other countries? What are, what are some places that uh, maybe you were surprised? Like, I, you know, wasn't sure that food would be that great and, and why you really, you know, really enjoyed a dish or, or something like that. Yeah, surprisingly, Kuwait. Um, every, I don't even remember, this was back in 2003, but every like third Thursday, they would have a giant bazaar and it was like this huge swap meet and people would bring in foods and products and crafts and you could just walk around and buy things and taste things and um they had a vendor a couple of different vendors from africa central america and you could taste different types of food and so surprisingly zebra and camel are very good (laughs) it felt a little weird eating it but you know i figured hey when in rome let me give it a try and it was really good i would it's something that I would go back to. Uh, and it's one of those things when I tell people, yeah, zebra's pretty good. They just kind of look at me like I have three heads. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I, I thought about those types of things before, about you know, the different cuisines of different, different cultures. And, um, you know, it's, it's one of those things that sounds, sounds odd for us in the, in the United States, but yeah, I mean, you know, if that's, if, if that's what you have available, that's, I would imagine, you know, and this correct me if I'm, if I'm speaking completely out of the, uh, the wrong end here, but like, you know, that'd be the, you know, 
our equivalent of eating elk or or whatever you know whatever kind of things that are av- available and and um you know or farmed or whatever in, in the united states that we're comfortable with like that's you know that's again when in rome that's that's the kind of things that they have access to so of course that's what they're going to eat yeah and again the camel um it just seemed very common for them. It, it wasn't something that was kind of considered a delicacy. Uh, they sprinkled a little cinnamon on it and it was just, it seemed like a staple and it was very good. <laughs> good, good. Um, I, I know that you, you know, we kind of touched there at the beginning that, that the running hasn't been a huge thing that you've been doing for, for years and years and years, but have you been able to run um, in some of the different places you've been or, or, or not so much in the times that you were traveling where you're not much of a runner, I guess. Uh, no, this is all brand new. So, um, going overseas, that was, uh, you know, the first couple of years mm-hmm. when, uh, pretty much just the three miles a year for the PFT was all I was really running. <laughs> um, so <laughs> in the last couple of years, I haven't had an opportunity to travel much, but they do have, um, you know, the Marine Corps marathon does have, uh, different programs overseas. That way the Marines that are over in country can, you know, have, be a part of it. Um, so if I definitely get a chance to go overseas again, it's something I will look into. I just haven't had that chance yet. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, you know, ne- never say never. That's that's for sure. And and you know, one of the, the beauties of, of running, of course, is that, um, you know, pretty much wherever you go, you can you can you can fi- you can make the opportunity if, if you want to. So, yeah, you know, whatever, whatever the future holds for you, um, who knows, maybe you get to run in some, some, whether it's with the Marines or, or once your, you know, post-Marine life, uh, continues, whatever the case might be. But, um, shifting, shifting gears a bit to, you know, obviously the, the big thing that, uh, we, we really, you know, like I said in the intro, what's how I first heard about you and, and, and Valor Run as, as well. First time I'd heard about, about that organization. Um, for those that, that are completely unaware, which I'm going to assume there's there's at least a few people listening that, that haven't heard of Valor Run before, um, what is what is the organization? What is their mission? What what is what is the the reason behind uh, this this organization coming to be? Oh, Valor Run is great. It's uh, it was actually started in 2014 by a naval officer. And I don't know the actual ins and outs. She is the lady that I have not had the chance of meeting or talking to yet. Um, but she started it, and she wanted to run. Um, one mile an hour for every woman who lost their lives in combat ops post 9-11. So we're talking about Iraqi freedom and enduring freedom. Mm -hmm. Um, So she actually ran the 160 miles in 160 hours. Um, So then the next year she, uh, you know, it was official. She was a nonprofit organization and she had somebody apply to run the 160 at that time it was 160 and then it went up to 161 unfortunately mm-hmm. um so then the next year she had another runner so it's one mile for every woman that lost their lives and if you look at the dates of the operations women weren't technically allowed to be in combat until 2016 so all of these women lost their lives in combat before they were actually allowed to mm-hmm. and the money that goes to the scholarship foundation um the scholarship foundation is any service member who is a part of either of those operations who have children for, for school. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't just have to be women. It's anybody, which is a vast amount of people. Right. And the scholarship foundation, they take applications every year. It's a recurring foundation. And the runner that applies and gets selected, they get to choose an organization of their choice to get 20% of the proceeds. 
So this year for my run, 80% of the proceeds went to the Valor Run and then 20% went to Honor and Remember. Um, above operating costs, that's where all of the money goes. So hopefully they had a good year this year. And next year, um, there was no runner in 2018. I'm not exactly sure why. So I'm not sure how the scholarship um, did last year, but every year they have one. So they still have donations coming in. They do have the local run in Virginia Beach that helps raise proceeds for this as well. Gotcha. How did, how did you um, first hear about it? Is it something that is maybe more well-known within the, the military, or, or how did you first hear about the organization? Oh, absolutely not. Um, I'm so very new to the Valor Run. <laughs> so this is quite a fun story. Um, I decide, Everybody thinks that the marathon is kind of the pinnacle of a runner's career. So Having branded myself a new runner back in 2017, uh, I decided to run my first marathon. Mm -hmm. And I trained for it, and I had a great time. Training was awesome, and I was so excited for the marathon, and I hated it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it was such, everybody said that, you know, you're going to, it's a life-changing experience, and at the end, at the finish line, you're going to have such overwhelming emotions that a lot of people cry, and I didn't feel any of that. I was angry. I was tired. (laughs) And it was just, it was so demotivating. And it just, it blew my mind. And I just decided, you know what? I am not a runner. I pretended and this just broke me. Um, So I took the entire winter off and I was bound and determined to make a point to myself that I was never running again. (laughs) And the whole winter, I took off, and without running, I missed it. And I went to the USA website, and I just looked up the next month's worth of local runs to see, well, what's out there? Um, What can I be a part of? And I saw the Valor Run. It was local, so I didn't have to travel. Um, Pricing was good. The timing was good. And I was like, you know what? Let me check this race out. So when I clicked on it, I read about it and I actually misinterpreted what the website said. So I thought it was actually a run for military women, which mm. it is, but I thought it was military women. Um, so I got on and it had the 5K and the 10 mile. You can do both of them for the 5K challenge. So you ran a half marathon in total. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, you know what? There's. I'm just jumping in with both feet. I haven't run in nine months. I'm going to sign up for the half marathon. (laughs) And I got online and I registered. And unfortunately I was late to the game and all they had available was the virtual run. Mm. Um, And so I actually emailed the director. Now I um, registered for the virtual run, but can I run anyway? I just actually want to be out there and I want to run with other women. Mm-hmm. And she actually, she emailed me back and she said, no, unfortunately, uh, there's no open spots. And because of the park that we're located in, we have to keep it limited for safety. It's a trail run. And I was like, okay, well, that kind of sucks. So she emailed me back saying, well, hey, we do need a safety runner. Um, if you'd like to do that. And I was like, well, I can't quite keep up that pace yet. Uh, I haven't ran in a couple of months. So unfortunately, no, I'm just not at that level. Because I think at the time they needed like eight and a half minute miles. Mm. I was like, well, I was really disappointed. And I was like, dang it, this was kind of that one door opener that I was hoping to kind of get me back and get me out of my funk. And like two days later, she emailed me and she said, hey, somebody dropped to the virtual race. If you want their bib, it's yours. 
Wow. I was like, yes, yes, I do. And, uh, so yeah, I got up that morning and I was excited. Um, I didn't know that I was not a trail runner. <laughs> uh, yeah, I showed up to the park and I was really expecting just a ton of women. And I was telling my husband on my way in, I was like, man, I can't wait to be just surrounded by strong women, you know, sisters. Mm-hmm. Hopefully this will get me out of this funk and I'll, I'll fall back in love with running. And I got to the park and there were children, men, older men, older women. And I was like, oh. I was like, am I in the right place? Mm-hmm. What is this? And I was like, well, and I saw the signs for Valor on all over. So I was like, yeah, I'm in the right place. But I guess I, I, I don't know what I'm doing. And it was disappointing because the, the 5K started first. And I just went and bought new headphones the week before. And they, I got a bad pair. So they mm-hmm. died. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was, I'm not a trail runner. I had no music. So I was just stuck to my own thoughts and my own little pity party. Like, ugh. This is not fun. It's hot. It's muddy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so there was about an hour break between the 5K and the 10 mile. And so I went to my car and I didn't know my headphones were bad at the time. I just thought they died. I right. never, it was my first set of Bluetooth headphones. And I was like, well, maybe I left them on instead of turning them off. So I went to the car and I plugged them in and I was texting my husband like, this is not what I thought it was. You know, I was like, I still have the 10 miler and it's hot and it, the trail is muddy because it's been raining all night. I was like, this is, I saved the text because it made me laugh. And I just, in all caps, but this is not fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I just, no headphones and I got out there and the 10 miler started and I was just trucking along. And then it's kind of hit me like, wow, you have not run in nine months. This hurts. Mm-hmm. And again, that pity party was like, I am a stupid woman. Why did I think that this was going to be a good idea? Why was I overambitious signing up for a half marathon when I haven't ran so long? And it was just that the pity party was was in full force. And I came to the part of the trail that had pictures of the 161 women. And as I'm kind of trotting along, by this point, I was no longer running. I couldn't. So I was walking along And I started looking at the pictures and then I started recognizing some of the women, Mm. women that I had gone to boot camp with, um, women that I had served in North Carolina with. And I was kind of confused and there was a lady walking on the trail next to me and I, I asked her, what is this? And she explained the whole purpose of what the Valor Run was. And I kind of took a couple minutes and I stopped and I was reading some of the photos and that's the pity party just left. Mm -hmm. My legs didn't hurt anymore. And I actually felt bad for being such an inwardly complainer. And it just, that's when it hit me. The love for running instantly came back. And that's when I knew why I signed up for the race, why I was running through the mud and making myself miserable is because it wasn't for me. It was for them. Mm -hmm. And, So I finished the race and I actually, when I got to work that day, um, I realized this is amazing. Why have I never heard of this before? So I went to their website and every link I clicked on it, I read all the women's bios and it took me two days to read through everything, but I was addicted. Any Mm -hmm. spare moment I had in my time, I was pulling it up on my phone. And then I saw the part of the website that said, uh, you know, something like if you, do you want to run 161 miles? Do you want running to take over your life? Do you have any friends that are crazy enough to join you? <laughs> if you are, click here. And I kept reading it and it took me a couple of days. And finally I went back and I was like, 
Um, I have no idea what this is like. Uh, please let me know. And almost instantly, uh, one of the ladies emailed me, and I didn't understand why she was so excited. I was like, this is really hard. This is an intimidating distance. Like, and she was bubbly and personable. And I didn't understand where she was coming from until I finished uh, my 161 miler. And the lady actually emailed me on Facebook, and she's like, I'm interested in applying next year. And I was so excited. I sounded crazy to her. I was like, oh, my gosh, really? <laughs> and then it hit me. That's the same feeling <laughs> that Maggie probably got when I emailed her. And so, yeah, she sent me the application. Um, I toyed around with the idea. I, When it says it'll take over your life, it's not a joke because it's all I could think about. It's all I could talk about. You know, should I do this? Should I not? Should I try? You know, I broke it down and I was like, well, a couple half marathons. Um, I've done a half marathon without any training. So let me break it down into 10 days, 16 miles a day. And I really thought that they, the board um, was going to see that as a negative. In the application, it says you have, um, they're looking for somebody with um, quite a bit of running experience, mm -hmm. you know, marathons, whatever it may be. And, Ooh, I don't have that. And I was like, well, you know what? I was like, at least... I'm going to try. It was like, they'll have to be the ones to tell me no, rather than me not even trying at all. So I just poured my heart and soul into this application and I emailed it in two months before the board met because I was just so excited and anxious and nervous to, to get it out towards them. And then I just sat there and waited hmm. and waited. <laughs> um, and then I got a, a text message, you know, telling me, Hey, the board's going to go ahead and meet this day. Um, you know, we have your application and we'll just keep in, keep in touch. And I was like, okay. So I kept waiting and, uh, I think, I don't remember if it was a text message or an email, um, but it came through saying, Hey, the board loved your application. You should expect uh, a formal notification in a couple of days. Wow. And my parents were actually visiting from Wyoming and it was one of those, Oh no moments like, Oh no, what have I done? Mm -hmm. Or, you know, but at the same I was so excited and it was just five minutes of pure chaos and noise in my head. And then it kind of sank in like, yes, this is going to happen. And for the next year I trained and I ate and I ran and I went through different shoes and clothing and it was such an awesome experience. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's, um, and I don't know exactly how to, to phrase my this this question that is bubbling in my head. So I'm going to yammer for a minute and, and hope the words come out correctly. But, um, <laughs> you know, I, going back to, to the marathon that didn't mm -hmm. go well, you, you hate it. This sucks. <laughs> then, you know, fast forward nine months, not really running. You get you get into um, into the into the Valor run with the, the 5K and the 10 miler. At least, the, at least the first half of it, you know, probably the five k, and then into the ten miler. This sucks. This is stupid. Why? Why am I doing this? Um, but then, you know, like you said, you, you see that you see the photos. It starts to click. Uh, it kind of takes over your life a little bit. The idea of doing this this big run was was there ever a moment from the time that you got accepted to you know like this is this is happening? I'm I'm running 161 miles to. Um, I don't know, to the, to the start of the, of the, of the, of the run where 
any of that pity party came back or, or, you know, had you, for lack of a better way of saying it, have you, had you seen the light at that point? And like, yeah, there were some struggles. There were some times that maybe that your body didn't feel, feel great or whatever, but this is something I'm going to do no, no matter what. Was there ever any moments of doubt in that, in that lead up? Uh, yeah, there was actually one day specifically and it was, it was such a bad day that I don't think I'll ever forget it. Um, like you said, going through the training, um, I had some ups and downs, fatigue, uh, a couple injuries, you know, some days where you wake up and you're like, "Ugh, I don't want to do this. Um, but never like, I don't want to do this as a whole. It's just, I don't feel like running today. Um, but there was one day and it was, it was a 20 miler and I was looking for new places to run to kind of change things up, kind of keep my mind from hitting that boredom. Um, so there's a place in Chesapeake, Virginia called Dismal Swamp. And it's a great road. It's a, I don't even know exactly what it is, but it's just this 11 mile road that they've kind of put fences on both ends. Five miles out one way, five miles in, I was going to stop and take a break, get something to eat. Um, and then five miles out, five miles in. And I don't know what it was about that day. It was just the first mile, it was mentally tough. Um, and that was kind of one of the runs that, that kind of rattled my cage a little bit. But at mile seven, uh, I was done. I was absolutely done. Uh, part of it was closed off, so I was actually only able to go out one direction three and a half miles. So oh. I got back to my car at mile seven. And it was just, I was absolutely done. And I wanted to quit. And I actually, I did quit. Um, but my body kept going. But my mind was done. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I decided, I was like, nope. I was like, if I can't get through this, how am I going to get through day five or six of the actual run? So, again, my mind was done. But my body kept going. And at one point, it was, I don't know if anybody has ever experienced the third voice. I don't know what else to call it. But you have your first voice, which is you. You have the second little voice, which is kind of that negative little voice that's kind of around all the time that tells you, eat the cake. Mm-hmm. Sleep in. <laughs> well, this, this is the first time I've, I've ever really heard it. And uh, it kind of scared me a little bit. And it just, I don't know if it's what I needed that day, but... Oh, I wanted to quit so bad. And the third voice just kind of over that quit. And it was like, you're still seven miles from your car. You can't quit. Mm. And I kept talking to myself. I was like, I know I'm seven miles. And it was like, just go one more. I was like, I don't think I can do one more. And it just started shouting at me. And it was like, just do one more. Just try one more. And I got back to the car and I realized, okay, I did 20 miles. And I was thinking, why did I do that? And I just, I guess what was so hard for me that day was I was done. I did not want to be there, but somehow I pushed through 20 miles and I have no idea why. So I don't know if it was, you know, the ladies I was running for telling me, just try one more, just make mm-hmm. your body do one more. You can do this. And it was, it kind of scared me. Uh, I don't know if that makes any sense, but it scared me to know that even if I don't want to do something, I absolutely can. And I've never been put in that position before because yeah, I'm an adult. If I don't want to do something, right. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> but yeah, that day, it just, I don't know. And that I took a couple of days off. I, I deterred from my training plan for a couple of days because that was such a tough 
husband. I actually called my mom and I told her, I was like, someone wants me to quit. Like, I don't know what it is. And she's like, you're not crazy. What's up? And so I told her what was going on. And she was like, those aren't voices that are trying to, to hurt you. She's like, those are voices to try to get you to do what you're fully capable of. Mm-hmm. And she was like, your body can go at a hundred percent, but your mind is only going to let you do 50. And she's like, I don't know those voices. She's like, those pushed you to a hundred percent. She's like, I think those are good voices. It shouldn't scare you. It shouldn't make you nervous. Shouldn't frustrate you. And I was like, you know what? You're right. And once that, after that run training got back on track, nutrition was good. Um, and during the run, the actual 10 days, not once did I ever have a, I don't want to be here. Mm-hmm. This sucks. I did have some injuries, did have some low moments, but it was just in that moment, in that mile, not as a whole. Right. Right. Did the, uh, did the voices come back at all during the, the, the 10 days? Um, yeah, I did have it, uh, one day, uh, I think it was day five. Um, emotionally it was just a, a tough day. There were, um, some folks on my crew that day that didn't quite understand what the run was for. Mm. Um, don't necessarily support women in the military. So it was just a very odd, uh, odd day emotionally. And, uh, you know, I was just kind of running and I heard that voice ask, like, how much more uncomfortable can I make you before you quit? Mm. I was like, no, I'm not going to quit today. I was like, no, I'm going to throw a lot more at you. You'll, you'll quit. And I was just kind of thinking to myself, like, no, I'm not going to quit. And at this point in the run, I'd only been able to run, honestly, about a quarter mile at a time. My feet, uh, again, those injuries were coming back. Uh, so I had tapes and creams and I was ibuprofening at regular intervals to try to kind of keep my feet at bay. And, uh, so a quarter mile was as much as I could kind of push out before I had to kind of stop and walk. And so during these voices, it was like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to throw more at you. I'm like, well, I welcome it because today's not the day I'm going to quit. And then it was just as loud as could be inside my head. And it was like, then show me. Mm. And that was the moment I was like, okay, I'm going to show you that today's not the day I'm going to quit. And I ran my second half of the day. I ran eight miles nonstop. And every day after that was a complete run day. Pain went away. Um, I don't know if it was just a combination of things, but my feet were no longer swollen. Muscles were great. No cramping. And I don't know if it just took that one moment to kind of get me out of it, but it was, awesome after that it was more than i could have dreamed it would be gotcha gotcha so um so and that was if i heard you right that was like day five i think yes and then just uh fairly smooth sailing to to the end what was um you know once once you finished what was what was that kind of feeling like of like i've done this 10 days 161 miles um obviously the 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 cause behind it being something that's that's should be near and dear to all of us but but uh you know a, a truly meaningful you know thing to remember these these women who lost their lives what what was it like getting to the end that was what they told me the marathon would feel like mm-hmm. um it was oh my it was hard and it was easy and i was happy and sad all at the same time and uh it was kind of fun. My husband, he ran a couple miles with me every day and he 
we had a plan that I would finish by myself. He would run about six miles with me that day and then he would split off and leave me so that I could have the finish to myself. And we actually got stuck on a running path to where no cars could come pick him up. So he actually ended up finishing the whole thing with me. Mm. (laughs) It was both of us were just sobbing. We came up over a hill and I saw my family and, uh, you know, I had some, some law enforcement escorts. And as soon as they saw us like lights and sirens and flags, and it was just the most amazing five minutes of my life to be able to, you know, honor those women. Cause every day I would carry pictures of the 16 women that I was running for that day. Mm-hmm. And it's not that I forgot about the 16 the day prior, but I had to move on to a new 16 and tomorrow would be a new 16. And that was the moment that I had ran for every single woman, every mile. And it was just, my heart was, it, it probably doubled in size. Like in that movie, the Grinch, Mm -hmm. if you could have seen, it was just huge. And that again, when they said some people get emotional, it was just, it's indescribable. Yeah. It was some ugly face crying, (laughs) (laughs) but yeah, it was, it was perfect. There were, uh, no crowds. Um, it was literally just my family. Um, and then the couple of law enforcement, my, my father's with the sheriff's department. So mm-hmm. they were kind of out there because he'd asked them to. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I finished, they, they actually just gave me a couple minutes. Um, and I kind of stopped and thought to myself and, you know, thank the ladies and I know nobody can hear my thoughts, but I thank the Valor run for, for giving me the opportunity. Um, and once I kind of composed myself, that's when I was able to actually voice the words to thank my family for their support and my mom for literally standing, driving next to me at four miles an hour for four hours a day for the last mm-hmm. 10 days. <laughs> so it was it was a great moment. I wish I could have bottled that feeling. And I don't know if that's why uh, Maggie kind of greeted me the way she did when I sent her an email, but that's definitely the feeling I got when, you know, the lady emailed me saying, Hey, I'm interested in applying next year. That feeling came back and I was like, Oh God, I can't wait for you to have this same feeling. Yes. Let me help you. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. With, with that in in mind, um, you know, if, if people are listening to this and, and they're interested in, in supporting the cause, um, and one way or another, obviously there's, there's the, the races in, uh, Virginia, the, the, uh, 5k and the, and the, uh, the 10 miler, um, obviously donations are always appreciated, but if people want to get out there and run 161 miles, um, what, what are, what are the qualifications or, you know, what, what, what boxes should be ticked before somebody goes through the process of applying? Um, well, as far as the Valor organization, they do have their application. Um, but as far as personally, um, just make sure it's something that you want to do. There were a couple of times I did forget what I was running for. And that's kind of when those lows of, oh, I don't want to run today. Um, just your intestinal fortitude, your, your motivation for doing it just has to be rock solid. If, you know, somebody is wanting to do this because they, think it's the new fad or, you know, they want to challenge themselves. It's, I don't think it's the run for them uh, because you, you get to pick any place in any time in the world to do your run. So there is no medal. There is no tape at the finish line. There's no crowds. There's no awards. Um, so if that's, you know, what somebody's looking for, 
there are races out there for him, but this one is is more of a internal run. Um, so I think one of the checks in the blocks is just why do they want to do it? Make sure that that is solid. Make sure that the dedication is there because, again, nobody's there to monitor whether or not you're actually running your miles. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to say that nobody cares if you train, but you're the one who is propelling the ship. You know, you're the one who has to make sure that you're doing everything that you should do for yourself, for your body, um, because these ladies deserve the best that, that's possible. And if it's going to be a little tougher than you thought, that's to be expected. But just making sure that you're you're present when you need to be, I think, is probably the biggest check in the block that that should be done. Gotcha, gotcha. So uh, as, as we're getting to the point of, of starting to wrap things up today, Pamela, um, a, a couple of, of last questions. And the first one is one that I, I kind of hate to ask, and I, I don't ask it all the time, but um, I, I'm curious with, with you, um, what's, what's I don't know about what, if what, if, ugh, excuse me for not being able to speak when I speak for a living, but um, I don't know if what's next is quite the right way of asking it, but, but what does the running future look like for you? I mean, you know, doing, you said before you do another 161 miler, like is, is, is the, is that thought something that's, that's really on your mind? Do you, any, any desire to give uh, 26.2 another shot or, or just kind of take it, take it as it comes and see what the future holds? Uh, well, this, the Valorant opportunity actually opened a few doors, um, introduced me to some new folks. Uh, so there is an upcoming, it's called the 9-11 Promise Run. Um, it's a little different than the Valorant. It's, it's a team effort, but I believe it's a 240-mile uh, relay type, type of race. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I'm going to be able to run it this year, but um, I got my feelers out there trying to get a, a good team uh, for next year. The marathon, it's it's on the tip of my tongue. I, <laughs> you know, it's kind of like food. You can't just try it once. Mm-hmm. So I might have to dabble back into that. But I think I'm going to go to a, a local, maybe just kind of a neighborhood one. I guess the 30,000 people at the Marine Corps Marathon was a little intimidating for me. Right. Um, but yeah, running, I... The, the half marathon is kind of my go-to, but there's nothing comparable to an ultra. So I think I would love to classify myself from here on out as an ultra runner. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. It's, uh, I, I, you know, when you, when you said about the first marathon and like this, this sucks and this is terrible. Um, I I've, I've been there. Uh, I, I remember the first <laughs> marathon saying that pretty much the exact same thing and I'll never do this again. And then, you know, the second no. one for me wasn't, wasn't a whole lot better, but somehow I kept coming back and, uh, and yeah, now I, I'm, I'm in that marathon, ultra marathon category. It's it myself. So, uh, if you, if you've got a good experience with ultra running, then, and, uh, which obviously you have, um, I, I got a, I got a decent feeling that, uh, you might, you might be able to, you know, at least not suffer too much through a, a 26.2, <laughs> even if the, the longer stuff tends to be where you, you navigate to from now on. Yeah, I definitely, I see one, another one in my future and, uh, it makes me a little nervous, but <laughs> it's kind of been toying in the back of my mind, the Marine Corps marathon registration, the day that it opened, I went to the website I stared at it and I was like, no, I'm not ready yet. Nope. Right. right. Well, and, and like <laughs> so, you said, if, if that, if that race, you know, if there's, there's always other ones. So maybe you dabble with something a bit smaller, a bit less, uh, like you said, not, not so many people, uh, have a good experience there. And then, yeah. you know, the Marine Corps marathon, I got a feeling it's not really going anywhere. So if you want to come back and try that one again, somewhere yep. down the road, <laughs> just don't maybe don't go two for two at Marine Corps, do something else and then come back and it'll, it'll be there. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. 
So uh, as as we're wrapping up, I, I have to uh, to ask uh, what I what I call a philosophical question, which sometimes sounds a little scary, but really it's not any worse than like the initial question of just kind of something that's open ended. Uh, you can take it whatever way you want to go with it, and and this is where we'll kind of wrap things up. But uh, one one thing that uh, I've I've experienced, and, and a lot of people seem to agree with me on this, is that um, you know running is one of those things that can really teach us a lot of things about ourselves, about others, whatever the case might be. And uh, I'm just just curious if, and, and I'm I'm imagining that probably there's multiple things, but um, if there's a lesson or two that you learned from from preparing for and doing the 161 miles, that uh, you know is one of those things that 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 you'll just really be able to take with you and, and use in running and in other areas of your life as well in the future. You know, is there any, any big lessons that you've really learned from, from running in your uh, time in the sport and specifically in the, the 161 miler? Uh, absolutely. I think the two biggest things that I've kind of taken away is, uh, you know, there's two types of pain. Um, there's the, the pain that kind of breaks you down and makes you a little bit weaker, whether it be physically or mentally. And there's the pain that, makes you twice as strong as you thought you could ever be. And I think that that's the one thing that that distance running has taught me is I think I'm kind of addicted to that second kind of pain, but you'll never know until you get there. Mm -hmm. So you kind of have to push through. And and then the second part is there's greatness on the other side of pain. You know, throughout my entire life, you know, anytime, and I'm sure hundreds of thousands of people could agree, is when it gets uncomfortable, you instantly just kind of want to stop. Nobody likes to be uncomfortable. Your body doesn't like it. But somehow when you get to the point of pain where you're like, nope, this is it, I'm done, and you just push a little bit further, just, you know, greatness comes. And it's it's not external greatness. It's It's that internal, like, wow, I did that. I am capable of that. And that's where that addictiveness comes in is, okay, if I could do that, I wonder what else I can do. So before the Valor Run and before this ultra um, experience, you know, I think I kind of had a baseline of, okay, this is my max. This is what I can do. This is what I'm comfortable with. And now it's just a huge question mark. And it's such an opportunity that's so exciting and so door opening is I don't know what I'm fully capable of. Mm -hmm. And I can't wait to try. I, I can't wait to find out. And I think there's going to be a, a lot of ugly in that try, some injuries and some not so nice moments, but I'm looking forward to them. I am excited to, to figure it out and whatever road I do decide to take, whether it be, you know, triathlon or another ultra or another marathon, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it's again, just that blank space of, I did it once how can I do it again? And can I be better at it? You know, maybe not necessarily in time, but you know, in composure, right. Can I, can I come out on the other end, a better person than when I crossed the start line? And I'm looking forward to figuring out who that person is going to be. Mm. I think, I think we can all agree with you there. What, what's the next version of ourselves and, and how running can help us get there. So, uh, Pamela, thank you for, uh, your time. Once again, thank you for your service and uh, guys, if you want to find out more about Valor Run and, and all the things they've got going on, how to support, uh, obviously something that's uh, very, you know, very, oh, very worthy cause, and, and some, you know, 161 women that have lost their lives since 9/11 uh, serving our country. Valor Run 161miler.org on Twitter at Valor Run. Dizruns.com/slash 756 is the link to get you back to the show notes for today, where we'll have everything linked up 
Pamela sent some photos over. Uh, all of the things from today's conversation will be there. Dizruns.com slash 756. So, uh, Pamela, once again, thank you for uh, for taking the time today. Thanks for, for sharing a bit about uh, your journey, your story. Again, thank you for the service. Um, and uh, certainly wish you nothing but uh, nothing but the best going forward. Whenever you do that next marathon, I hope that one goes well. Um, and and whatever, whatever else comes before and after that, uh, wish you nothing but, but good health and uh, good fortune going forward. And uh, again, thanks so much for the time today. Well, thank you very much. I greatly appreciate it. And uh, it's just been an absolutely awe-inspiring experience to be a part of Valor. Uh, I cannot thank them enough for this opportunity. All right, guys. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to today's episode of the show. I hope you enjoyed the conversation between Pamela and myself. And as always, I'd be curious to know what stood out to you from today's episode. What was something that we talked about today that really kind of stuck out to you? Uh, for me, it, it kind of comes down to something that Pamela said when she was on that, that one run where things were really, really struggled. That, that training run where she was uh, doing the out and backs and it just was not going to plan. And she, she said, and, and I'm paraphrasing, but I think, I think I'm getting her wording right, that my, my mind was just done. I was done, but my body kept going. And I, I feel like that's something that I know I've experienced and... Uh, I don't know if maybe that's something that's, that's fairly common in the running world. I, I'm pretty sure that at least a few of you have experienced it as well. But for me, that usually happens in a race environment where, you know, things aren't going real well. I'm struggling. My mind uh, kind of caves. And because it's a race, I keep going. Because as I've said before, my, my mental fortitude and strength is uh, can be a bit of a weak link, although it's it's getting better. But if I have those kind of days in training, it's really hard for me to keep going. It's, it's really hard for me to, uh, summon up the, the fortitude to just keep grinding. And the, the reason that, that when Pamela said that, you know, my mind was done, but my body kept going and why that really stood out to me is just how, how, you know, how important that can be in preparing for a race and preparing for a big challenge and preparing for a 161, you know, t- mile, 10 day trek. Um, because you know, we all have, we all have those days. We all have days that aren't, aren't real good where the body doesn't feel great, where the legs aren't uh, light and, and just, you know, gliding across the surface. And so, you know, when you have those rough days in training, if you're able to keep pushing through and, and obviously, there, there is a difference between, you know, your body saying you need to stop and your mind just being like, oh, we can't, we can't do this. Uh, you know, if there's an injury, if there's an issue, if there's something like that, then you don't want to push through it. You, you're going to make the situation worse. But if, if everything is good and your mind's just kind of checked out, there, there can be a value to pushing through that. It's not easy. You got you to gotta dig pretty deep. You might have to go to somewhat of a dark place. Kind of sounds like that's a little bit about what Pamela did as well. But she pushed through. She made it. And then, you know, when she had that, that rough patch during the actual event itself, that wasn't, didn't sound like at least that it was quite as bad, but when it, when it showed back up, she could draw upon that experience and keep pushing forward. And so I think that's somewhere in there is my, is my takeaway, um, about just the value of pushing through those really hard times, especially in in your training and how, you know, if, 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 and when you can do that. It makes it that much easier. It doesn't make it easy, but it makes it easier to keep going and to push through when things are are not going as well as you'd hoped in a race or an event or whatever it might be. Because you know you can you can dial back on that one time and 
that, that your mind wanted to give up, but your body kept going. Um, and, and I think that's something that, that I've learned a little bit through experience and hopefully, uh, maybe you, you have learned that as well. So again, I don't know, I don't know exactly what the takeaway is other than just, you know, when, when the, the mind doesn't want to, but the body is still able, sometimes it's, you know, you just keep taking one foot in front of the other and don't, don't give in, don't give up, uh, when the situation is, is, you know, like I said, when you're not injured, when you're just not a, a real serious issue, just keep going, just keep going. It will pay off. So that is my takeaway. What about you? What stood out to you from today's episode? Let me know. I'm at Dizruns on Twitter, at Dizruns on Instagram as well. You can also shoot me an email, Dizruns at gmail.com. And of course, you can head over to the show notes today, which you can find at Dizruns.com slash 756 and leave your thoughts, feedbacks, comments, and takeaways there as well. Also have links to the Valor Run, uh, some photos from the the adventure as well if you want to see those, Dizruns.com slash 756. So with that, we'll go ahead and start to wrap this thing up. Once again, don't forget... Uh, the Diz Days of Summer, it is happening, and it is happening in about uh, two weeks, two weeks from yesterday as this as this episode goes out. Um, so get in. You still have time to get in. You still have time to get all the goodies, all the bonuses, the the sweet metal, um, and, and most importantly, support a good cause. Support the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. Um, I think it's, it's $25 plus some taxes and some shipping, so it ends up being about $30, $31, something like that. Um, it means a lot. It means a lot. And all of that, the reason that the taxes and the shipping is extra is so that all of that $25 goes right to Leukemia Lymphoma Society. All the extra expenses um, of the shipping and the taxes and all that kind of good stuff taken separately. So $25 uh, going to Leukemia Lymphoma Society to fight, to fight the fight. And so everybody who's already signed up, I appreciate it. And uh, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to it. If you're on the fence, please join us. Please join us. If you don't want a medal with my face on it, I get it. But uh, this is about a whole lot more than a medal, a whole lot more than a bunch of, of goodies and swag and books and all of the things that are coming your way in addition to supporting the cause. So fight, help fight leukemia and lymphoma. Lymphoma. Dizruns.com slash D-D-O-S to get registered. So with that, thank you guys for listening. Uh, hope you had a good one. Share this one with, with a friend if you, if you liked it. Um, and until next time, please be well. Take care. Thanks again for listening. And we'll talk soon. See you guys.